0: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Dan Snyder won't appear in front of Congress. A Hall of Famer visited the team, and day two of Washington Commanders' minicamp is in the books. Our observations on all of it right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
3: Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Welcome in Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. And if you love our podcast, you're going to love this even more because now you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast on the WUSA 9 plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV download WSA nine plus app now for your Roku or Amazon fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison covering your commanders for sports illustrated fan nation. And my co-host Chris Russell, the rooster is one half of the Russell and met her show over on the team 980. You can find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from three to 7 PM Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the odyssey app. When we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter at D Harrison82 at WrestleMania621
0: and at LO Commanders. Yes, sir, David. If I could get my computer to work correctly, which it's not cooperating with me, I apologize. Uh once again, uh good afternoon, everybody, and thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch. Of the day. So, David, we are brought to you uh, as always by our friends at Blue Nile. Uh, again, today's episode brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on commanders, listeners, and viewers get $50 off a of purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use the code LOCKED ON at checkout. So, we start with this, David, a day that was Supposed to be all about football. There were alumni on hand. The president of the football team was there. Both you and I chatted with him. Um, we were able to break a little bread, if you will, with Jason Wright. Uh, just as practice was kind of get going, again, alumni were on hand. Um, and it, up until Ron Rivera was done talking after practice, everything felt normal. Everything felt right. And then, of course, as usual, the ceiling kind of falls in on the commander's organization. When they even try, or when Ron and Jason and and Tim Hightower try and make it all about football and everything feels right, normal, we get huge breaking Dan uh, Dan Snyder news, and that is that the lawyers representing Dan Snyder informed the House Oversight Committee He's not going to be there on Wednesday, June 22nd. That's next Wednesday when he was invited to attend and appear along with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. David, I'll just say this. This should have been expected, uh, the decision that Dan wasn't going to come unless he was absolutely forced. I don't think anybody thought Dan was just going to come on his free and own volition. Apparently, his lawyer said... That he has, quote, long standing plans to be out of the country on business matters on that particular date. And he said, or one of the lawyers said, that the committee would not entertain alternate dates. Now, I don't know what to make of that last part, but does this surprise you that, hey, somehow it took us three weeks to respond, but somehow (laughs) Dan Snyder had convenient. alternative business plans out of the country on Wednesday, June 22nd. I
2: mean, look, you know, it's possible, right, that he had, I mean, he is a businessman. He he travels a lot and he does a lot of things in various locations. It's just highly convenient. And and like you said, you know, when the the news first came out, the Congress had invited Dan Snyder and Roger Goodell to come talk in front of them and, and testify on all the matters that they're being investigated for we we already knew. And, and I think everybody uh, involved or everybody observing kind of knew that this was not going to be something that Dan Snyder uh, was going to do willingly and easily like this, this entire process. I mean, just, just from, from day one, this entire process, uh, Dan has shown nothing but uh, defiance and the fact that anything he does do or anything he does uh, unveil is going to be done against his will. And it's going to be done, uh, you know, like, like the old adage is like pulling teeth. Right. So that's, that's what you expect. Uh, That's what there is. The the funniest part to me is that uh, you're going to you're going to tell Congress that that a businessman can't change his plans, uh, uh, you know, three weeks out or or four or five, six weeks out from from the the date that they requested you to come talk. But you're going to ask an active working arm of the United States government to change their plans so that you can then, you know, uh, be present. It just kind of is what it is. But this is the way that, you know, when Congress inevitably or somebody inevitably, I know, People were kind of talking and mulling over possible ideas, and and I'm not legal. I'm not you know I'm not versed in legal aspects enough to really kind of say this is what the next step is going to be for Congress. But once they get Dan Steiner in front of them, because if Congress wants them in front of him, uh, in front of them, he's going to be in front of them eventually. Uh, this will be his way of saying, "Oh, we tried. You know, remember back in back in June, right. we tried to make it work with you guys, and you didn't. And now I'm the victim, and I'm the poor put upon billionaire. Uh, it's not going to work then." It's not working now. I mean, for what it's worth, you know, again, it's fully possible that Dan actually did have something scheduled for that week or, or for that specific day. That is fully possible. But at this point in time, Dan Snyder has, has burned so much goodwill with people uh, by, by being caught over and over and over again in, in half-truths misleading or, or lies uh, that, that nobody's going to believe what he has. Yeah.
0: My only thing is, is if he had longstanding plans, business plans, as the lawyer said, h- how about like, we find out about this three weeks ago, the day after the invite, how about we not wait for three weeks, uh, or a week before the event? You know, uh, that's just me. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly not Dan's secretary. Uh, the question that I would have now, David, for you is what do you do if you're Congress? Do you subpoena? Dan Snyder and say, no, 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 you have to be here or you have to be here on the first agreeable date. I don't know how that part works. I would subpoena him uh, b- because that's me. I'm, uh, but I'm more of a jerk than most people. I would absolutely subpoena him, and as I said, I would subpoena his stupid cruise ship too, and get that, you know, and get that docked in the port, you know, in in, in uh, the DC marina or whatever it is. Whatever you got to do to get him on Capitol Hill, I would do it if I was Congress. I think they're going to do it. And then the other question is, what do you do with Roger Goodell? Remember, yeah. it wasn't just Ann; it was Roger Goodell. And as of this recording, we haven't heard anything from the NFL, which isn't yeah. uh, which isn't unusual. The league's always sleeping at the wheel.
2: I mean, honestly, though, like to, to this point, right? It's it's possible. Like, I, I kind of wonder if you're in the National Football League. Remember, we had those 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 rumblings about owners potentially kind of getting sick of what's going on with Dan and his ownership yeah. of the football team and everything. I mean, this could be an opportunity if you're Roger Goodell in the National Football League to basically. I mean, I don't know that people are going to start calling you the good guys, right? But you can kind of basically put yourself in a light where, look, we're the agreeable arm and all this other thing uh, and all these other things. And and either that one puts pressure on Dan. He says, OK, hey, guys, I was able to pull some strings for you. you. owe me one, but I'll be there. I was able to make it happen. Look at me being the good guy. Or if anything, the NFL then goes in front and kind of says, look, here's what's going on. Here's here's everything that we know that we have available uh, to us to share with you. And the other NFL owners start to look at Dan as even more of an outsider, and and perhaps you know whatever votes that are missing. I know Jerry Jones. The speculation is that uh, he's he's really tight with Dan Snyder, and and he has so much power in the league that until he gets on board, really nothing is going to happen. But perhaps I mean again, Jerry is a business owner and a businessman uh, as well. He's got a legacy he wants to leave you know behind with the Jones family and the Dallas Cowboys. So I mean that that could be something that kind of sparks a little bit of it's it's an interesting. Uh, decision for the NFL. In this case, I don't really blame them for kind of not saying anything until Dan says something. Um, but now that Dan has said something, now the, kind of those, it's almost like playing, you know, uh, 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 poker. Like, now we've got the flop. Let's see what the NFL does with with the rest of the hand.
0: Well, I, I'll wait for the NFL to first acknowledge the Jack Del Rio uh, mess and disaster and nightmare. And then I'll wait for them to get back to me on this. Please. You know, I mean, the NFL. <laughs> stop slow playing this let's go let's get to the truth and let's wrap this up please so we can all move on and actually talk football speaking of which David coming up you and I we're at Washington Commanders minicamp practice once again on Wednesday morning in Ashburn Virginia we'll take a look at what Hall of Famer was coaching up the Commanders defensive line the next few days that's next on LOC
2: absolutely and look if tailgate ted can't be productive at work at least we can be productive at work for all of us hopefully and bluenow.com can also be productive for you if you're looking to celebrate life's special moments whether you want to create the custom engagement ring of her dreams gift a classic or timeless jewelry piece whatever you want you can get all of that out all the prices you won't find at traditional jewelers whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at Blue Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7. So make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Commanders. Listeners, you get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So use the promo code Locked On at BlueNile.com. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever piece go to BlueNile.com today
3: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks
0: for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen or your first view every day. If you're like our guy, Tailgate Ted, I mean, he's the ultimate Washington Commanders fan, and you can be the ultimate NBA mock draft fan, which starts June 16th. That's right. It's coming, boys and girls, over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. The first pick, again, is June 16th. That's Thursday. Search ultimate NBA mock draft. And follow now so you don't miss a pick. All right, back here on Locked On Commanders as we go through the middle of the week here. And of course, after a second mini camp practice, one more to go before things shut down on the field for at least the next five, five and a half weeks. David, you and I got to talk to a Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp after Wednesday's practice, along with another group of reporters. Uh, He's been working with the commander's defensive line uh, the past couple of days at the invite of assistant defensive line coach Jeff Scanina and also GM Martin Mayhew was a teammate uh, of Warren Sapp. Um, You know, I guess big picture. I mean, Warren talks fast. He says a lot of things. uh, But I loved kind of his response, and and I asked it for a reason, and I'm just going to share with our audience. I asked it because of Chase Young. I loved his response when I said, hey, you know, you arrived in the NFL as an uber-talent, a superstar, whatever words I used. Um, Obviously, he was a high pick. Um, But did you have to use more and more technique as you went along because guys adjusted, because you needed a little something more? And he said, quote, I didn't know how to rush when I got to the NFL. Me and Marinelli, he's referring to Rod Marinelli, the legendary Mm -hmm. defensive line coach and uh, defensive coordinator who's bounced around Bucks, Cowboys, so on and so forth. He said, me and Marinelli worked 15,000 hours. Now, I'm sure he was exaggerating about that, but you get the point. He said, you better work on it. And I love this, David, and I'm wondering what your response to this was. He said, the worst three words in football were, quote, I got it. End quote. Yeah. And I guess I want to open this up. You know, you and I have had conversations about Chase Young and Montez Sweat. It's not just Chase, and even Deron Payne. When you hear what Warren Sapp has to say, yeah. what does that what does that mean to you?
2: Uh, I mean, look. You know, first of all, it's energy. It's it's infectious, right? And and I kind of I kind of stood back actually. And if you look at my Twitter account, I've got some pictures of Warren talking to all the media members, and you can kind of tell from the photos I'm outside the scrum. For one, it's really hot out there, guys. Like I, I'm not really looking to, to squeeze into a scrum with all of you guys in, in 91 degree heat in the middle of June. But two. I've talked to Warren Sapp. I cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've, I've, you know, we're not buddies like Warren's. I like, say, oh yeah, David Harrison, I know him. But we, I've talked to Warren Sapp. I've been around him. I know that 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 uh, engagement is really like, and it's it's a great time. And you could you could really feel that. I love the the phrase of you know I got it are the worst three words in in football because I think that really translates to any performance based. Business because if you look at performance-based businesses, right? Whether you're talking about athletics, whether you're talking about music, where you're talking about, you know, acting in industry or medical, right? Medical is a performance-based business. If you're a surgeon, you start losing patients all of a sudden, you're not going to be a surgeon for much longer. Whether you have a direct opponent or your opponent is the industry itself, like in medicine with developing diseases and everything else, you have to stay on your toes and you have to continue to sharpen the tools that you use to to execute what you do. And from an NFL player standpoint, I think unless you're winning every single rep which even the great Warren Sapp would not would admit that he didn't win he didn't win every single rep you still have something to work on beyond that this game is forever shifting i mean just this year alone teams are approaching some of these minicamp workouts a little bit differently than they were they were last year the athletic did a, a recent write up about that whole trend so just in 2022 already we haven't even gotten to preseason the game is already changing as you're working on it so if you're not continuing to develop then your game is going to fall behind if you're not moving forward. You're being left behind by a league that's always moving forward. And I really like too when Warren Sapp he was kind of asked, you know, when did you really get kind of the most work yourself uh, to do these things? And he and he kind of laughed. He said, right here, right now, after all of you guys leave, after we all stop asking our questions, and the fans or the alumni or whoever is in on hand on the for the day, as long once they leave, that's when people get the real work, and that's when they can kind of go out there just kind of focus on what they're doing. Uh, instead of having the eyes on them and just, yeah, just a lot of gems from Warren. And that's why he said he's there is uh, he wants to be uh, he wants to kind of help cater to the the next generation coming. We had a question on YouTube. Uh, is he going to be the next defensive line coach? No, unfortunately. I mean, we you got a pretty good D line coach anyway. But Warren Sapp obviously being a legend, I can understand the question. Uh, he kind of said himself, what do he say? Like, the hours are just too long yeah. for him. He doesn't want to work those kinds of hours.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him because Sam Mills, who who is the son of another Hall of Famer, Sam Mills um, Sr., uh, I, I believe, w- was... Yeah, I, th- I think it was Sam Mills Sr., and this is Sam Mills the Um, You know... I, He's the defensive line coach. We mentioned Jeff Scanina, who played, you know, for a long time in the league, was teammates with Sapp, whatever, so they invited him, all that. He he obviously took it. I assume he'll be out there Thursday. Maybe he won't, maybe he won't. Like – you don't want to work 100 hours a week. Even though coaches get paid well, you do not want to work 100 hours a week, and it's why I always have a soft spot, spot, if you will, uh, for coaches. Uh, Just a couple other quick things that uh, he, he said that jumped out to me. He said, quote, I like this group. I'm just trying to put a little spice in their game. And he kept saying, it's a pack. You got to eat together. Meaning, you know, we always talk about the offensive line gelling and being a unit, right? Well, why isn't that true? Why don't we talk about the same with the defensive line? Now, defensive line rotates more, so maybe that's why. But his point is, you got to work together in concert with each other, setting each other up on stunts and uh, different things. So I really like that. And he said, this group reminds me, of me and my boys when I was young, so I mean, some hefty praise for Warren Sapp. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer, and it's easy to say all that. Doesn't mean it's going to work out that way. Yeah. But listen, maybe I feel, you know, maybe I'm a little hard on 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 Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Deron Payne. Maybe they're better than I think they are.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, they have the potential, right? The potential is there, and that's great. But you know, Herm Edwards uh, to shift to another guy who's had a lot of success in his football career. Herm Edwards gives a very, very popular speech, which is uh, that potential and production are, are uh, 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 talent and production are not the same thing, and talent never equals production. Production is the only thing that equals production. And if you want great, great status, talent is not enough. So I mean, uh, all those words, you know, they all they all make a lot of sense. And and Chris, we're getting some offensive questions. Uh, hear about our Washington Commanders. We got one more segment coming up, and we'll talk about the offense there and answer some of those questions as well.
0: Absolutely. Why don't we do that next, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, after we tell you about Bet Online? And betonline.net, it's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Guys, find out all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. Can Golden State close out Boston? Or the NHL Cup Final, which is underway Wednesday in Colorado. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, of course, the latest fighting news, MMA, UFC, boxing, and more. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. All the props you could ever ask for. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Do what we do.
3: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, we got one more segment here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast today, and we're going to flip over uh, to the defense. But actually, first, we have a question, Chris, about the offensive line that that I kind of skimmed over there. Uh, Charles Leno Jr. walking off the field with trainers. Uh, on the first day of mini camp, not practicing on the second day of minicamp, how concerned are you if at all about that situation?
0: Um you know, it's a good question. The one thing that I would answer with five and a half weeks to come right now is is it's probably something more on the minor side, maybe moderate side. Uh, here's the one way I would answer it, and this just knock on wood, right? Charles Leno hasn't missed a game since two thousand yeah. and fourteen,
2: yeah, and I mean,
0: he's, he's, he's as, as durable and as dependable as you can get again, knock on wood, David, but I think, I think he'll be okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and you know, Ron Rivera's already used the phrase abundance of caution. That's become a very popular phrase over the last year, year and a half. Uh, And it kind of fits here. Curtis Samuel uh, on day two was out there at practice. He was on the field kind of walking through, but he didn't have his helmet. Uh, But at the same time, he also wasn't with the trainers getting treatment. You know what I mean? So you kind of err on that side, that side of the house of, abundance of caution uh, and all those things. But let's talk, to the, let's talk about the defense and we'll get to some comments from uh, head coach Ron or the offense. I'm sorry. And then we'll get some comments by head coach Ron Rivera uh, looking at the quarterback position. Taylor Heineke. Um, I know it's kind of unorthodox. right? Why are we starting with the backup quarterback? Well, it's because I want to lead into a very specific player, a wide receiver that not a lot of people are talking about uh, that we're going to talk about here. Taylor Heineke. If you guys remember last week, we mentioned that he was the best quarterback on the last day of OTA practice, right, Chris? And he hit a really deep pass. It was per- per- timed perfectly laid out in front of the, de- of the receiver behind the defenders. And, and the receiver was Mark and Michael, right? Ride right receiver out of Massachusetts, six years of experience in the national football league. So not exactly a rookie, uh, but a guy that not a lot of people know about. I have noticed, and I've said to you a couple of times since then, Taylor Heineke basically has fallen in love with Michael and, and, and he wants to hit him over and over and over again today. Michael made some more moves. In fact, there was one uh, specific play, Chris, that you actually were observing the receivers. I was observing the defense, so I missed what Michael did. But why don't you go and break that down for the listeners?
0: Yeah. So this was right in, uh, you know, right in front of me. Um, and and, and you know, again, like we all see different things, right? We're all paying attention to little things. I I, I know that, you know, I know that's just how practice goes, right? But I happen to be watching Michael on the line and he was lined up in press coverage with Corn Elder, a veteran corner. And Taylor Heineke was the quarterback and he was lined up on the right side of the formation, split out wide. Um, So it was one-on-one. And again, it was press man coverage. And Michael absolutely just destroyed corn elder off the line of scrimmage gave him a quick little you know and boom down the sideline and I, I all right if though for those of you watching live on youtube don't do that sorry i was just trying to give you like a little bit <laughs> of color there uh but he absolutely blow torched him and corn elder elder did close a little bit but heineke mm. put it in perfect spot David, it was probably about a 35 to 40 yard pass. Again, I don't have exact yardage, so don't quote me on that. Uh, It was somewhere in that neighborhood. But the point being is he beat him off the line. Now, Elder did not get his hands on him or jam. So Mm -hmm. maybe it was, maybe he certainly did not play the right technique from a cornerback perspective. But what I looked at was my. Elder bit a little bit on a head bob inside, and Michael mm. kind of beat him with a quick jab outside. And we, you mentioned the play last week. I, I know some people have said, well, he's dropped a couple of passes. Uh, maybe I'm, I, I just haven't seen those. Uh, whatever. I'm not saying the kid's great. I'm not saying he's getting fitted for a gold jacket or anything like that. Right. He's been one of the nice stories uh. so far out of a team that quite honestly just doesn't have enough nice stories.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, he kind of started to stand out towards the end of the OTAs, and then here in the first, you know, two two first two days out of three uh, of this minicamp. So it's a very small sample size, granted. You know what I mean? Before that small sample size, he's doing some good things. He made another move on another cornerback later in the practice. I mm-hmm. think this throw was actually from Sam Howell, if I remember correctly. Um, look, Mark Mark and Michael, he ran a great route. He got free from his defender. He got behind his defender. Would have been a perfect pass right between the corner and the safety if the quarterback hadn't delivered it late. Because the ball was delivered late, right. if it was full contact, Jeremy Reeves would have had another receiver laid out on the practice field. <laughs> Fortunately, this time, Jeremy Reeves, showing a little bit of veteran savvy, pulled up, didn't make the hit on the receiver. Markin pulled the ball in, which is kudos to him for the concentration, right? Because he because Jeremy Reeves did blow by him. So, I mean, he was in the vicinity, mm-hmm. and Michael knew that his presence was there. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, everybody walks off the field happy. Obviously, not really a catch that you can celebrate, but still a very good play. Uh, and And a very good week so far for Michael, looking forward to seeing what he does tomorrow. And then, of course, he'll be a name uh, that we watch uh, during training camp. Great timing, Matthew Fraser actually coming through. Chris with a question how is Antonio Gandy Golden look because I'm looking at our script and Chris Ooh. you have a note about AGG
0: ready to yes, go Yes, absolutely well first I'll tell you what we saw uh, in the red zone Carson Wentz uh, with a very nice looking pass, perfect location uh, a little bit outstretched over the shoulder I believe the right shoulder of AGG it was on the far side far corner so a little tough to see but it was unmistakable to see Antonio Gandy Golden a big body right converted wide receiver trying to to work at tight end, uh, and he caught it. He snatched it. Obviously, has some receiver hands, but he hasn't always had consistent hands. So, on this one particular drill, one particular play in the red zone, uh, and they, you know, it would have been a touchdown for whatever that's worth. It was a tight window throw, good throw, good read by Wentz. Great route, great catch, great snare by Antonio Gandy Golden. Ron Rivera talked about him mm-hmm. uh, after practice. David saying, "You know what? We're not in pads, but he, you look and he's got the right hand technique as a blocking tight end. He's got the right footwork. Juan Castillo, the new tight ends coach, working with him to develop him. It mm-hmm. might be a work in progress. But remember, Samus Reyes made the prog- uh, the roster last year. Um, you know because of the potential he showed, and now AGG has been around the organization. Organization For a couple of years, they drafted him as a receiver out of Liberty in their first year. They clearly want to see more of him. And he's got an opportunity with Logan Thomas, you know, being very iffy for week one and Samus Reyes right now being out. And uh, just quickly wrapping this up, David, um, Brian Robinson, I don't know about you, but he jumped out today uh, and he's jumped out before. Brian Robinson was just a man child as much as you can be where you can't tackle somebody. Uh, and I picked up a couple of, you know, really good adages, uh, you know, as I was listening to the coaches right in front of us, uh, and, 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 and I, it was Randy Jordan. And he said, after one of his runs, he goes, when you go to the right, he said, you're going to be real good. Um, in, in this league dog, he said, you know, specifically to the right. And and I was trying to write down the quote. He said, you're going to be real good in this league dog. Okay. And, and, and I don't know why he said the right, I don't know what it is maybe about Brian Robinson's running stuff. I don't know. There was another run that was off to the left that both you and I saw and he hit it and he hit it hard.
2: That was a touchdown, right? I mean, and yep. listen, I see, you know, King and Skins fan all day. I see you guys talking about defense and everything in the chat. And and look, we love defense as much as anybody else. I will tell you, though, mini camp, training camp, even really not designed for defensive players to be able to show their full repertoire uh, of skills. That's why offense gets a little bit more loved during this time of the year. Uh, but that Brian Robinson run, I mean, you know, again, running backs that go through the whole linebacker gets to him. It's kind of like two hand touch. And then, again, that's why you can't. If you're Cole Holcomb, you can't show your wrapping skills, your wrap-up skills, if you're if you're two-hand touching a guy. But that play, Chris, that hole was wide open to the left. I could have run through it. The difference is I would have run it for five yards. Brian Robinson took off for what would have been a touchdown. if That was a real thing. So Brian Robinson also looking good. Chris, we got a few minutes. And, of course, the question that everybody's going to want to know until it happens, is Terry McLaurin going to get re-signed? Uh, we had one commenter on a previous video Say that we know Terry's getting signed. Why do we keep talking about it? Here's what I'll say: we don't really know anything. We assume that Terry McLaurin is getting signed. Ron Rivera, a man with much more knowledge, though he talked about it in a little bit more definitive manner uh today.
0: Yeah, and Skins fan all day asking uh, you know, that basically same question just now. Um, here's the thing: I, I guess I feel a little bit more confident today after hearing Ron talk more about it. Uh, saying they're not going to trade him, uh, they're going to get it done, that type of thing. Listen, I I know they want to get it done. Uh, I believe Terry wants to get it done. I believe it's advantageous for both sides to get it done before training camp, so you don't have this looming over. This team does not need any more distractions. And as we talked about yesterday, they need cohesion between he and Carson Wentz. But, David, I would just say this. You know what? Um, They can talk. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I feel a little bit better today than I did yesterday, but not a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I, I completely agree with, with that sentiment as well.
0: All right, more on Terry McLaurin and the rest of the Commanders. David and I will again be boots on the ground in Ashburn, Virginia on Thursday. Plus, we'll get to talk to some of the assistant position coaches. But guys, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders, if I could could speak in English, podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make uh, your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from all around the league because it all season doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked on NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, David and I back with another edition as we wrap up the off-season program from Ashburn and Commander's Team Headquarters before the week is out. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 on the voicemail or Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Commanders, for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac.